The best things in life are free, like this podcast. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormick. Wedding entertainment is really important. It sets the vibe. It's what people remember. Well, I believe anyway. I have seen some pretty shoddy bands, some great bands, some good DJs, some daggy DJs. And uh, I thought today we would invite, we as in me, as in I, <laughs> an expert in her field. Someone that has, has sang, sung, entertained and uh, covered the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to weddings. Shola Kay is a singer. I can't even go through her bio because it would take me all day. She has performed with huge bands. She has won songwriting awards. Is that right, Shola? That is correct, my dear. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> She's written commercial music for lots of big companies, also lots of small companies. She gigs all over the place. She's the lady to talk to when we talk entertainment. And she's also just launched her very own business called blockbusterbride.com. Shola, welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Hi, Leash. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Oh, well, look, as I said, you've got so much to do, so much background and interesting things. I wouldn't even know where to begin with your career. But, uh, you know, you're, you're very experienced. Oh, thank you. When I met Charlotte, we met at uh, a wedding. What would you call it? Like a networking night? That sounds a bit wanky. What do we say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a, a networking night for wedding suppliers and vendors. Yes. <laughs> Thought it'd be nice to go along and just meet some people that you know talk about weddings and it's always nice to try and find new guests which hey presto I have right now which is great but Shoal and I connected and we started to become like little buddies at the networking night where we would go around and we were like like twins saying and what do you do and then I would say my piece and then you would say your piece and we became a bit of a team by the end of the night. That's right. I've memorised your um, <laughs> spiel. I think after but hearing it three or four times, <laughs> we should have swapped and gone. No, no, no. I'm Shola, and this is Alicia, and we could have just done each other's speeches to just to sex it up a little bit. Can I just say, and I'm going to sing this. If I could sing as good as you, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. <laughs> done some crazy amazing things you've sung with Florence and the Machine is that right that is right yeah <laughs> of course at least you're not lying in your bio <laughs> exposed it's a complete lie ah. Just made it all up. No, I hate always asking people to sum up their whole careers in a short period of time but hit us with the hit us with it Shola what who are you and what do you do uh, what do I do well, I'm a singer and I'm a songwriter and I came to it through, I had a corporate career festival and I was desperately unhappy, mm -hmm. always loved music and uh, thought, well, you know, I'll join a band, joined a band, yeah, and then we sort of quickly did some gigs at like the O2 and in Shepherd's Bush, not the, the great big one. Sure. Um, and then it was like, oh, wow, I love this singing thing. This seems really easy. <laughs> that was beginner's luck, basically. Um, but yeah. I, I thought I'd go for it with the music, so I started joining more bands, taking singing lessons, and here I am today. Um, have done BBs for a few, you know, well-known people, won some songwriting awards, and um, I mainly deal with the wedding um, market as a, a Motown singer. So I, I go to weddings and I sing either solo or with a sort of girl trio, supreme style. Oh, I love it. Bands, yeah, with sort of the usual function band type affair or jazz too. 
Um, and it's lovely. It's just so beautiful to be part of people's celebrations, you know. Yeah. Um, and then through doing that, I started to realise, obviously now weddings are so, uh, couples have so much choice uh, with how they want to get married. You know, do they want a rustic wedding? What kind of, you know, everything, design their own cake. And so what I wasn't seeing happen was people having their own bespoke custom music for the weddings mm. so they'd have these beautiful videos or slideshows with them you know really touching footage but then it would be some pop song that everyone's heard before so a couple of months ago we launched a company called blockbuster bride where we actually work with the bride and groom to create songs just for them just about how they got married or how they met and fell in love and you know their story and so when people watch their wedding video they just have that sort of double whammy of the images and also the narrative um, that's going on at the same time yeah, I think that's really nice and it's such a way, a new way to really personalise that, that moment for them as well. It's, it's really uh, very clever of you, lady. <laughs> well, hopefully people will like it. Of course they will. So, from a, I mean, I want to talk about the, the, the Blockbuster Bride very much so, but I want to ask you firstly, as a wedding singer, performer, entertainer, how... For brides and grooms, one of the questions we, you know, I, I get quite often is how to audition and how to choose the appro- most appropriate wedding entertainment. What is the best way to start when finding the right person, band, DJ, that sort of fit? Because it's a really big decision for creating a mood in your wedding. Yeah, it's really a huge one. I mean, I was looking at some stats and I read that 81% of guests say that they remember the entertainment the most. Really? Yeah, which is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So um, I think, first of all, I mean, a good place to start, even if you don't want to go through an agency to book your uh, wedding band, is to just look at a couple of agency web pages because they will have probably hundreds of different acts on. So if you don't have a specific idea of what you want... Just by rifling through, you'll get a good uh, idea of what's available and then you can start to narrow down. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're trying to cut costs, it would be good if you can find the the act, you know, sort of direct. Yes. But just as a sort of a way to, it's just like reading through wedding magazines, really, and looking at pictures, you know, that's kind of going to spark off some ideas in your head as to what you want. Um, another thing to consider is also the size of the venue. And also the, the sort of the kind of people you're going to have at your wedding. You know, you're going to have lots of older people, like your sort of great granny and people like that. Or is it going to be lots of your mates from work and friends from university or, you know, college or whatever? Mm. Because you often get these sort of really loud bands and then the older people are like, oh, God, I'm like, my ears are bursting. <laughs> <laughs> but it just depends on what the image is that you, or the, the vibe that you want to create. On your day, I, I was speaking to uh, Lindsay from WomanGettingMarried.com in one of the interviews I did recently, and she said the biggest thing she'd change about her wedding day was band versus DJ. And you know, DJs I suppose are great for, for for background music, but the band just creates some sort of energy. You see a band straight away, and you're like, oh, here's a party, let's get it going. Do you, do you find that as a performer that people go, oh yeah, this is I'm going to dance, I'm going to have a good time because you're up there as a real life person. Definitely. I mean, it's funny because I think the DJ, obviously some people love having a DJ or they don't have a budget for a band. Yeah. But whenever there is a band or live music there, there's just, an, as you say, it's an extra energy or an extra magic that's being created. Uh, because even if that 
that you've got a lone performer singing to a backing track. It's still the vocals are still live. Yeah. Um, and it's just that 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 sort of excitement that live music generates that I think a DJ uh, can't really touch. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, with a DJ, sometimes you have a band and a DJ if mm. the budget allows. Um, if if you have a DJ, you obviously make sure that they play the music you like because nothing worse than having some DJ playing some industrial <laughs> techno or something. <laughs> He's, in a, he's in doing his trance. There's some doof happening. And, and you know, all the grandmas are like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, hey, so that's a good point because DJs, I think a lot of people see DJ and expect, well, there's the DJ like Gary who comes along in his mock leather jacket who is playing, you know, his crappy selection of hits like we would have at our high school discos or prom if you're in America. And then you've got the sort of cool wedding DJs. I've been seeing a lot of wedding exhibitions now who are really focused on playing hits and making it making it dancey and fun, especially for background music in, at wedding receptions. So I suppose it's really about you doing your research, isn't it, and making sure you're not hiring DJ Gary if you don't want to have a bit of a vom on the day. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been to some weddings and things where the DJ's just probably taken up half the budget because they've just really gone for it. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on the vibe you want to create. But whoever you decide to book, whether it's an act or it's a DJ, I think the key is just to, to talk to them beforehand and, and set expectations so that you know exactly what, uh, not song by song, sure. what they're going to play, but you've just got a good idea that they're going to be communicative flexible if somebody asks for a request then they're not going to sort of snub or be rude to your guests but they'll be really they'll play along and they'll have a good time and give everyone else a good time too that's a good point I've been to a few weddings where and I've talked about this before we have a friendship group who um one of the guys and he's going to kill me for mentioning this again but it's like a tradition now that ray of light comes on by Madonna (laughs) <laughs> and we all jump up and dance. I don't know where it started. It started pre-me. It was before I existed in this friendship group. But it's become a really fun thing. And if we go to an event, whether it's wedding or something else, and the DJ refuses to play Ray of Light, I am really angry. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my problem, clearly. But the thing is, it's funny how people react to request you're right that if you know i'm obviously i'm not going to come up to you in an event and go you play my song because you're a live person and you probably the band may not have it but i think djs should be prepared to be asking for requests to be met as jayla would say play my mother song i (laughs) I beeped myself there because i was being polite no I, i definitely think so i mean think back in the days of vinyl where dj could only bring a limited amount of stuff with them yes then they could get away with that but now i mean most djs have got spotify or you know some kind of streaming so even if they don't have that song physically with them there is a way that they can play it yes. um so yeah it's it, it's all up for grabs really if you make a request pretty much these days yeah now, as a wonderful singer, as you said, you, you are very versatile in the genres that you cover uh, as a performer. What is your favourite, what makes you happy when, and excited when you get booked for a gig? What's your preferred preferred gig, I suppose? Um, well, I sing a lot of Motown. Um, and it's funny because I what I see now is all ages dancing to it. And yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I've had mothers come to me in tears, like a woman, she was probably in her mid-40s, and her son, who was about 18, had been dancing, and she said, oh, I've not seen him dancing since he was about three or four years oh, old. Oh, I love so it. 
<laughs> so I think it's a safe bet. I mean, or, you know, like a sort of poppy kind of band or anything like that. If you just want everybody to have a good time, mm. nobody to feel excluded. Um, so I like doing the Motown for that reason, because it just gets everybody up and it's just real feel good party music really it is and that's where it all began you think about the history of what we're listening to today in the pop music there's so much of Motown reflecting it reflected in our current music and I always think about um, Mark Ronson and how you know much of his music you listen and go oh there are so many layers of Motown within all of his tracks it's so funky and fun oh I it, love it completely it's all a throwback now isn't it so it much is. so, yeah totally Tell me about the negatives to some of your experiences. I always like to talk about the positives, but then it's good for <laughs> listeners to go, all right, whether it be client, bad gigs, bad communication, the world yeah. is your oyster. Well, I think for me, I mean, because obviously I'm coming to it from a performer now, but I mean, as somebody who's perhaps hiring a performer, um, performers tend to, they work a bit harder or they're a bit happier if, for example, they're given a meal. Mm. Um, and usually this is in the contract, so it's not a great surprise. But if you're provided with a meal um, and provided with perhaps uh, some drinks, not necessarily alcoholic, maybe soft drinks. Sure. Um, and then somewhere to change that's not a loo where people are queuing up and banging on the door. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> get out, get out. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you how many stand-up gigs I've been putting my lipstick on before the gig and then someone comes in and looks at you going, okay, we both know that you, I'm about to watch you do jokes and you're putting a lipstick on and it's that awful feeling of going, all right, we've had that moment. I've broken the, I've broken the magic now. You've seen me before I come from behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, those contracts, these sort of reputable agencies will have some kind of contract where they'll ask um, the, the client to provide, even if it's just like a little, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the green room that, the O2 or something, sure. but just some little room where the, the, the performer can lock their stuff away and just, you know, get changed in peace and quiet. Um, and everyone wants to do the best job they can, but it does, you know, if you feel sort of happy and looked after, it does tend to relate to your performance, you know, that it does have a little knock on effect. And I think as a performer as well, you're right that if there's, if there's been a bit of pre thought pre-feelings and, and communication you're a lot more comfortable with each other you sort of know what to expect it's it's you're, you're going to come with your a-game definitely definitely and that's another thing as well I think I'd recommend that brides or grooms do uh is just make sure that they speak to the band leader or they you know obviously speak to them on the phone beforehand to make sure everything's all sorted and then on the day uh you know just have a quick word with them because you know on, on your big massive special day there's, you probably don't want to feel like there's a bunch of strangers that are performing for you. So if yeah. you just walk over to them, just say hi. You know, they're they're up for everyone being one big happy family as well on that day. You know, mm. everyone wants to feel included. So that's just another way of breaking down the barriers a little bit and just making sure everyone has a party, even the performers, you know. Yes, because it shows when people aren't having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say I've emceed lots of corporate events, but also I um, emceed a friend's wedding last year, which is always nervy. You know, when you're doing something that's your gig, but you're doing it for a friend, there's like an extra layer of pressure. Have you had that before, Charlotte? Yeah, I've done a couple of friends' parties and things, and it's just, yeah, it's, it, it, I totally get you because you want to be professional, but then also you've got that kind of friend thing going on. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure, and I, I really found I was sort of extra 
crazy on the organization and and luckily they had a wedding planner and it was good to be able to talk to the wedding planner and sort of say okay what's the schedule what are we working on what do I have to keep for time and there was a DJ there and I I really connected with him and sort of said you know whenever I walk out and this is a bit diva but you know it's important to have (laughs) whenever I walk out I want trumpets no (laughs) (laughs) but the idea to have you know background music coming up and down make it like a professional thing and I think that extra bit of communication between a wedding planner or a host or an MC and the entertainers can really make a difference to the whole shebang as well definitely just has that bit of razzle dazzle you know you're not at Caesar's Palace but you can pretend that you are yes yeah totally now we're talking about song selection I have a memory of a wedding I went to which had a great band well they looked like they're a great band this is awful and the bride and groom will never know that we feel this way unless they listen to this podcast but it was they picked a lot of songs that were quite old school but sort of like Daggy old school. Daggy's not a word we use, is it? Daggy's daggy. like daggy. It's a very Australian. Naff. Neighbours. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. My US listeners are going to go, what is she talking about? I should put that in my Australian translations. I mean sort of naff. And it was like, uh, you know, what's the do, 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 looking out my back door? Who's that? Uh, oh, I've forgotten what they're called. And I sang again. That's it's good, girl. No. <laughs> but it was sort of like the music that your dad would like, but quietly in the car on his way home from work, not sharing with the whole group of people. <laughs> and I tried. Like, if I see a band or something, I'm the first one to dance. But it was the hardest <laughs> the hardest night of, of, of trying to be enthusiastic about awful music I've ever experienced. <sighs> And it was weird because I thought these people were more in tune with it. So I, th- I suppose my point to this whole long story is you need to think more for the group that you are, before, you know, you're booking performance for, not just for your dad's naff music choices. Exactly. Because sometimes what you find is the parents are actually the ones that are paying for the band. Yes. Call, you know, right, I want this, I want Motown, or I want so-and-so. And then perhaps the, you know, the, the celebrants want something much more, you know, young. Yep. But, um, yeah, sometimes it's something you have to kind of negotiate carefully. And I think you've just hit it on the head. I'm sure that um, – that was Credence Clearwater Revival, by the way. That was my – I had to just – it just came to me. Um, and, I, you know, Credence, they've got their place in the world, but probably not at weddings. Um, the I'm sure the parents had booked that band, and that's exactly why uh, we were trying really hard. And also I've been to a wedding where it was a lot of Radiohead and stuff in the background, and – I love Radiohead, but they're not really get up and shake your booty. <laughs> That's a real downer, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, let's all go and sit and think about our lives and where we're going to be in 20 years' time. No! <laughs> yeah, I mean, the key there is really, you know, I guess it's what the bride and groom asked for and maybe they love it, but it's, you know, just having that awareness of, hey, what what do you like? But also just making sure that people come away thinking, yeah, I mean, that was an amazing freaking party. Yeah. Or, you know, because what, what people remember, they'll remember obviously the, the ceremony itself, but the party is really what you throw for your guests. Um, you know, they've seen the wedding, they've probably been there for hours, you know, just sort of hanging around between the various stages and probably having a great time. But then at the end, it's like, right, we want a good old knees up and just really enjoy it. So oh, it's it. great if you can give people that too. 
A good old knees up is such a wonderful English expression. It's my favourite. <laughs> knees up, girl. Good old knees up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look, I think that's the, a really good point to make. You've got to think about your audience because it's all about, you know, if you want a band and you want to get people up and about, you need to you need to create an atmosphere and think ahead of time. And uh, also, I, one thing I love that I, I know I've spoken about before is asking for little song requests in invitations. So you can say, what's your favourite song? And that's a good way to pre-plan a bit of a song list, knowing that if there's one song that people like that will get them out of their seat, that might be a good way to entice them up. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And um, what often happens, and even if, even if your band has got a set repertoire, um, you can put your songs on an iPod, or, you know, if you've got a DJ as well, you can take those songs and get the DJ to play the songs on the list. But just because you've got a band, it doesn't mean that you can't have some of your favourite songs that the band won't play. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have it. You can have you can have everything. You can do whatever you want, darling. <laughs> yeah. Said like a true professional. I am talking to Shola Kay. She is the uh, genius behind BlockbusterBride.com. She's also, I don't want to say this, she's also, she's an amazing singer who has sung... Everywhere with everyone. Full stop. There is more with Shola after this. We are talking all about wedding entertainment and those magic touches you can add to your wedding day, especially with song and music, that will make it memorable. Because that's what it's all about. It's Well, it's about you and the other person having a lovely you know, marriage, but it's also about having a cracking good time. That's why I have invited Shola Kay onto the Save the Date Wedding podcast. She is a singer, as you've heard, and she also runs a pretty cool company called blockbusterbride.com where she will create you a, well, her and her team. You've got a bit of a posse happening, haven't you, Shola? I do, because not everybody likes 80s power ballads. <laughs> Who doesn't? If I find someone who does not like an 80s power ballad, oh, oh my God. I, I, I nearly sang. You see, I get around people that are professionals at doing what they do, and then I try and jump in and just embarrass myself, so I shall not sing again. But Ooh, for it, girl. you're so nice. <laughs> you're so nice I, I think one of my things is if I could have a magic skill that just appeared overnight it would be singing and I'm sure you've heard that before it's funny isn't it I mean people do say that but I for example for me I'd like to be a comedian you know to make people laugh is such a gift so that's something that you can do we could swap for a day and I could just build out some Motown and you can tell some gags yeah let's do it <laughs> oh and I just, I like the idea, I think as well about a comedian, unless you're like a prop person or a, you know, someone that dresses up, you you generally just turn up in your jeans and your snazzy top and a pair of shoes and do your gig. But you've got such a scope for dressing up and doing whatever you want. I love the idea of glamming up for the job. Yeah. So it's quite funny because I'm much more of a sort of casual person. So, um, it's nice to have that contrast where you get the sequins on and, you know, sometimes it's a wig and fake lashes. Oh. And that sort of thing. <laughs> Do you feel like when you put all that gear on, does it feel like, I don't know, you're stepping into a character? Do you have a persona on stage? Um, I sometimes I do a tribute act, which I won't talk about because I'm not a massive fan of doing tributes. But um, when I do that, then I have to try and adopt a bit of a persona. Go on, tell me who it is, just quietly. Because <sighs> okay. it's only you. Yeah, no one else will ever hear this. <laughs> sometimes I do Diana Ross. Oh, you can't. I mean, look, 
She is oh, the best, and I can so imagine you as Diana Ross. And if you're going to be a tribute person, I'm, you know, kudos to you because that's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of wig, you know, big wig, big wig, ashes, big sequins, you know. Bit of diva, bit of sass. Absolutely, oh. absolutely. So, I mean, it can be fun. And as I say, for someone like me, I grew up a real tomboy, so it's quite nice having a bit of a an alter ego or having to, you know, get the, the, the lash glue out and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, again, you know, talking in terms of sort of weddings in general, some people love having a bit of glitz and other people would prefer just having some blokes with guitars in plaid shirts, you know. So, it, it, again, it totally depends on what sort of wedding you, you're trying to go for. But just a, a, a bit of a warning, if you want the guys with the plaid shirts with acoustic guitars... Just don't expect everyone to get up and rock their socks off on the dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) You know, plaid shirt guitar guys, they have their place. And maybe in the background while you're eating dinner. But if you want people to super shake their boot, probably not the right guys. You probably want Shola. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) Now, I was saying, I I did take us on a bit of a journey then. Uh, I was saying about Blockbuster Bride and... I really want to talk to you about how you came up with this idea and how you write these songs because it's a really big thing to write a song. It's a lot. It's like people ask me how to write a joke, and I'm like, I don't know. Just you just do it. How do you? <laughs> who who is in the market for for their own song, and how the hell do you do it? The way we're sort of pitching it at the moment is we've got the story of how a couple of people came together and fell in love. And it's an amazing thing if you can share that with people on the wedding day itself. Because at weddings, you've got quite a few people. Obviously, you've got everyone who's very close to the bride and groom. But there's also people's partners that perhaps don't know the bride and groom so well. And it's just a great opportunity for you to show off your own unique story to everybody. So there's the story of, of how you met and fell in love with all your wonderful photos and then the idea being that you've got a, a song that brings that narrative together and then you can create a little slideshow or have your own bits of video with that song running in the background. So it's really people who who aren't afraid of being in the limelight. And it's your own wedding, so, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a one day thing. Um, so it's for people who, yeah, who just want to sort of pull attention to themselves and say, right, look, you know, this is how we fell in love be moved by our story because it is completely moving. Are you finding that, because I think this would be a great gift if, if you were to surprise your partner on the day, that'd be pretty snazzy. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we wrote one for, it wasn't so much for the wedding day, but it was for uh, their first anniversary. Um, and a groom, we interviewed him and got some information about how they met and fell in love and wrote a song from his perspective. Um, which, you know, the, the two of them, it's on our website, the two of them are both sort of amazing. He's a diver, she's a ex-Commonwealth swimmer. And uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Wrote a song for them called Water Baby. The only one for me. Water Baby, Water Baby. Water Baby, Water Baby. And the memories show up in my mind like road signs. First kiss on the beach with me feeling so shy. Where he's sort of singing to her, you know, that she's his water baby. And it also coincided with the birth of their um, little baby too. Um, so it was great because then the water baby, to, you know, name had double meaning. Um, but then he gave that to her as a gift and, and he said, oh, it's great to get brownie points with the missus. She loved it. <laughs> 
Well, it is. I, I, I did an episode recently where someone, a, a lovely listener, wrote to me and said, you know, gosh, it's really hard about all these, this, this pressure of giving stuff and gifts to either bridesmaids and, and grooms, you know, back and forwards on the day. And I suppose this is the idea that you're giving them something that you can look back on in, I don't know, 50 years time, but also something your kids can listen to, people on the day, if you choose to share it in your wedding. It's quite a lovely, emotive, personal thing that isn't just stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hate to be like a sort of, you know, naysayer doomed sort of monger, but... Come on. (laughs) The bell's ringing. (laughs) (laughs) On the website, that the cake, once it's eaten, it's gone. You know, the flowers, once they're they're sort of, the day's over, they've been packed away. But something like this, you know, you can keep forever and you can just bring it out at family occasions or, as you say, play to your kids, put it on YouTube and play to all your family. Um, so it's just something that people can continue to share. And it's, it's really nice for that reason. I think it's a lovely, as you say, lovely gift, lovely memento. I'd make everyone sing along to it. It's, I'd get really self-indulgent and have it singing. And I put the words on the table. So everyone has to sing. I sound like a tyrant. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, people can take, if they sort of plan it well in advance, you know, they can take the lyrics and they can use them in their invitations. And as you say, sort of get them printed out on the tables so although it seems like it's just one song, you know, there's so many different uses for it. Before we go, I just want to ask you, what is the one song, what is the dance floor filler that you would recommend to all people not to put you on the spot? Uh, gosh. <laughs> well, if you want the cheesy, cheesy option, because I do sing Motown, which is a bit cheesy, oh. um, old school would be something that people always dance to is something like, um abba dancing queen <laughs> i love abba <laughs> but then something a bit more up to date would be the mark ronson one that just gets people that kind of like a magnet that pulls people onto the oh, dance floor uptown funk, uptown funk. Yep. yeah yeah yep. crazy um and actually sorry to sort of um you know drag it back to me again but we do have Please. a giveaway on, on the website at the moment so we've got competition that's sort of ending at the end of march where we, we're trying to get feedback on what we do but we are giving away a, a song. So something that's interesting to you, please go onto our website to the giveaway page and fill it out. It won't take you a minute. I see it right now. It's in front of me, the song giveaway. Oh, it seems very easy to do it. You should just, it's a very simple form. Fill it out. And if you win, uh, yeah, definitely get in touch with me because I would like to feature that song on the, on the Save the Date winning podcast. Fabulous, fabulous. And I have for my singing, in case anyone's interested in the Motown yes. singing, I have a separate website, which is MotownSinger.com. Most- so that's where you can find my singing stuff. Fantastic. I will link to both of those websites on uh, the Save the Date Wedding Podcast blog. That's SaveTheDatePodcast.com, in case you've forgotten. I think I've told you enough, but, you know, you never know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with me and my lovely listeners. And think about your song choices. Don't play Radiohead for dance floor fillers and hire a really snazzy Motown band. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Thanks, Charlotte. Thank you, Lee. It was great. Cheers. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.